In this episode, we're going to talk about how much does IT support cost for a small business? I'm Mark Riddell, and this is the TechSess Podcast. We publish a new episode every Wednesday packed full of IT and cybersecurity advice to help businesses like yours to make the right decisions and get the best from your technology investment. Make sure to follow TechSess on your favourite podcast player to ensure you don't miss future episodes. It was a great start to 2023 for me because I came back into the office a couple of weeks ago and I noticed in my diary that I had an appointment for a potential new customer who'd booked this through my 15-minute Meet Mark link on our website. And of course, one of the first things that people want to always jump to when we start talking about IT support is what does IT support cost? Even if you've got an IT company, you know what it costs from your current provider, but that's based on the location that they're based in. It's based on the services that they're providing. And one of the things that is quite frustrating for businesses is that the cost of IT support actually varies massively. You've only got to do a Google search and you can quite quickly see that the cost varies hugely. I mean, obviously, if you're in the bigger cities, that's when the prices tend to be higher because cost of living is higher, cost of hiring IT support professionals is higher, and London is like the peak of where the costs are going to be. And businesses in London can be charging three or four times more than what IT support companies up here in Scotland are charging. And of course, what does IT support cost for your business? And you know, I'm going to say it depends. Because every business is different and the services that you're going to bolt onto your IT support are different too. Because no one ever just buys IT support on its own. Because IT support on its own doesn't really do things other than fix problems. It's all the other bolt-on managed services that you need. But if we're just focusing on the IT support itself, we can discuss what you would expect to get and what you'd be expecting to pay for those services. No IT support companies are made equal. Some IT companies are still delivering what I would describe as old-fashioned way of doing IT support. And that is the ad hoc or break-fix model, which is you call them when you have a problem, they send a man out in a van and he fixes your problem, they send your bill. It's a very traditional, old-school way of doing things. Some of those companies will actually charge their customers blocks of hours. So they might say, we're going to charge you for 20 hours up front, so you pay for that. And then what they'll do is they'll reduce the time that you have on the account based on fixing problems and stuff for you. That's a horrendous way to buy IT. I've seen so many bad examples of this where a customer we took on, this was a number of years ago, they found out that when they asked the IT company to provide a breakdown of what the time had been used for, they realized that, they were being charged for literally everything, like a five-minute phone call to ask some advice, and that was being taken, deducted from the blocks of hours that they had paid for. And they also found out that the IT company was sending out a technician to do work on site that could have been done remotely. But the difference is, by sending someone out on site, they can say, well, our engineer spent half an hour driving there, he was there for four hours, and then he spent half an hour driving back. Whereas if they do it remotely, they're not seen. So it's difficult for them to justify it because the customer can be like, well, you just pressed a few buttons remotely and yeah, it might have taken four hours, but you didn't have someone out on site for four hours, if you understand. And some of the things that I seen in this breakdown of this log of time was just pretty shocking. Things that 
people were paying for like a virus scan because an engineer was out on site for four hours. I'm like, you paid four hours at like £80 an hour for a virus scan. It's like, you have any idea what that costs you? And of course, the business isn't paying attention to these things. They just get told, oh, you're down to the last couple of hours. You need to top that up by another 20 hours. So they get these spikes in costs where they've got to pay that like 20 hours, £80 an hour or whatever as time goes on. The ad hoc break fix model is out of date, not fit for purpose. And let's be honest, it's not very environmentally friendly these days to be having people driving around in vans all the time trying to fix IT problems. There's a much better way of doing it. And this is where managed services comes in. This is where MSPs, managed service providers, companies like us here at M3, where we are working more proactively and providing a much more fully managed IT support, where we actually take responsibility for managing your IT systems. But again, there's levels to this as well. At a basic level, you might find companies will provide you with a remote support contract and you have a problem, they'll log in remotely and then they'll fix it. All they're doing is replacing the call-out guy in a van service with dialing remotely using some sort of free software. And typically, a lot of these smaller MSPs will be using free services like TeamViewer or LogMeIn that uh, they're not really proper managed IT tools. Yes, they allow you to get a remote connection to a computer somewhere else, but that's literally all it does. I think it's fair to say that most businesses aren't looking for what I've just been describing. Most businesses don't just want a break, fix, call-out service. If you do, then you can stop listening and go and find that. Because what we're going to talk about now is the managed service model, MSPs of the world. Again, there are levels to this. The price is going to vary massively depending on location. It's probably one of the biggest factors that affect the price of managed service contracts for IT. Like I said earlier, it's because of the cost of living and the cost of hiring people in certain areas. So bigger cities, higher prices. But just talk about that for a second. If you are a business that's in a big city, you can be quite smart because if you outsource your IT to a business that's not based in the city, you can actually save yourself quite a bit of money. We've actually got a customer base down in London who we've never met, we've never been to see, and we onboarded during COVID, who chose us because we weren't based in London, because they were smart and they realized that they were a startup business and taking on the high costs of a London-based IT company at four times what we charge wasn't very good business sense. So it can work having an IT company that's not based right on your doorstep. Of course, a lot of people do choose an IT company based on how far away they are. Typically, we find that businesses will choose an IT company that's up to a two-hour drive from their office location. Now, as time's gone on, having an IT company that's within an hour drive, two hours drive is less important because most businesses have decentralized IT now, especially since the pandemic. A lot of people have staff working from home. They don't just have stuff in the office anymore. They've migrated to the cloud. So there is no physical server that we need to go and put out a fire on if something goes wrong. It's all in the cloud. It doesn't really matter where your IT company is anymore. But still, for some bizarre reason, we're not at the point yet, but a lot of businesses are still like to choose an IT company that are close by them physically, which ultimately means you end up paying the price in your local area. If you are a little bit more open-minded and you're a smart business owner, 
then you might want to look for an IT company that's maybe a little bit further afield, and that could result in saving quite a bit of money on your IT support costs. Basically, what I'm saying is if you're a business in London, hire an IT company based in Scotland and you'll save a fortune. That's the bottom line advice coming out of this. So what would you expect to get from a managed service provider? Well, again, as I've said a few times, it does vary quite a bit because shockingly to a lot of people, and I've said this several times before in other episodes, is that this is an unregulated industry. What IT companies choose to offer their customers is entirely down to them. There's no standards that we all have to follow. It's not like being a plumber or an electrician where there's standards in the industry and you know that they all meet the same standard. Literally anyone can set up an IT company. So the level of service that you're getting, what you're going to pay, and the standard of those services is a bit of a minefield. I think it's the best way to describe it. But I'm here to try and help. What would you expect to get in a fully managed IT support package? Well, of course, IT support, obviously. You'd expect to get remote support and telephone support at a minimum, unlimited as well, because you don't want to find out that you went over your usage and you get hit with a massive bill because you had loads of problems. Unlimited support is important because you're going to fix your cost. You're going to know, I'm going to have a fixed price from IT support. That's what it costs. But again, remote support tools in the IT industry vary a lot. There's IT companies that are using free tools. And then there's IT companies like us here at M3 who invest in the enterprise professional level IT support tools that allow us to do a lot more than just get remote access to your computers when you're having a problem. And then telephone support. Do they actually answer the telephone? That's another thing. Does it just go to voicemail and then you've got to leave a message and wait for someone three days later to call you back or something? And then what about the proactive stuff, 24-7 monitoring? Again, this comes down to the remote support tools that your IT company is using. We use tools that allow us to monitor customer systems for potential issues 24-7. That's really important, which means that the remote support tools that we install on your systems actually create tickets on our help desk without you even knowing about it. The next thing that you want to ensure that you're going to get is... But first up, I just want to tell you a little bit about the IT services buyer's guide that we have. This is a free document on our website. You don't have to enter any information to get access to it. You just need to head over to www.m3networks.co.uk forward slash buyer's guide and you'll be able to click the link and get the download. And this is going to give you loads of information to help you understand the questions that you need to ask any potential IT partner in your business or indeed just go back and ask these questions to your existing IT company and then you can help find out whether you're being served correctly and whether there's any gaps in the IT support services that you are being offered. Now let's get back to the episode. The next thing that you want to ensure that you're going to get is a weekly maintenance program. Now this can be done by a human or it can be automated. It doesn't really matter. But these days, you can automate a lot of this stuff that used to have to be done by a technician in person in the past. So we do a weekly maintenance on a Wednesday night. That includes patch management, which we'll talk about in a second. And some of the housekeeping duties that you'd have to have done in the past, like things like disk cleanup and emptying out the recycle bin and temporary files and all the kind of good housekeeping stuff that makes sure your computer doesn't start to grind to a halt. 
And I mentioned patch management there. So again, this obviously, it's in our IT support package, but you could argue as a cybersecurity service. However, since we've been in business since 2009, patch management has been a standard feature in our IT support. Again, because we're investing in the professional level tools, it's easy for us to do this. And we don't charge extra for it. It's just part of the service. Providing the patching for your Microsoft Windows operating systems to ensure that systems are protected from any known security issues and they continue to receive updates. The other thing that you want to make sure is included these days is an endpoint security product. Now, you might just call this antivirus, and many people still do. Cyber Essentials, we call it anti-malware, but we call it endpoint security. And the reason is, is that it's a little bit more than just an antivirus or anti-malware product. It's a little bit more sophisticated than that. Another two things that are really important, which we see missing a lot of the time from people's IT support services, are regular review meetings with a dedicated account manager. Because if you want to get the best from your IT investment and you want to get the most value from working with an IT company, you have to meet with them on a regular basis. And the reason that we do that is so that we can keep up to date on what's happening and the changes that are coming in our customers' businesses. Of course, we're going to review the service. We're going to review what's happened since the last time, what's changed. Now, how often do we do these reviews? As frequently as every quarter but it can be as little as once a year. It depends on the customer, the size of their business and what they really want to happen. But the reason that not all IT companies offer this as a service is because some of the things I've said already, which is that they may be using free or cheap IT support tools, which literally just allow them to log into your machines. They're not systems which are, is collecting information and data and providing the management that we use to carry out these meetings. And then what you're going to lose is you're going to lose the proactive, forward-thinking IT strategy. And you're literally just going to have a break-fix IT support model. Whereas we all know that having IT strategy that's aligned to your business goals and your business strategy is really important these days because all businesses are digital and IT is a huge enabler. And you need an IT company that's going to be able to offer that forward-thinking service so that you know, you've got an IT strategy that is going to help you get your business to where it wants to go. Like I said, we're going to review the service. We're going to review the tickets. We're going to review the feedback we've received. We're going to discuss any projects that we've completed for you. And we're also then going to talk about what's coming up in the future within your business, within IT, if there's any recommendations and things that we think about. We're going to create a bit of a roadmap and we're going to highlight any potential investment, things that you're going to have to make in the coming three, six, nine, 12 months and beyond. And then having a dedicated account manager that is there for you. Now, account managers usually are and probably shouldn't be technical people. They're technical to a point because they're working in a technical industry. They can talk about technology and IT, but they're not the person that's going to fix problems. They're there to work with you to make sure that you get the best from working with your IT provider. They're kind of like your concierge, if you like. I mean, if we were an American company, we would call them a customer success manager, but we're not. So we just call them account managers. <laughs> we have actually talked about changing it to customer success manager, but I think people would just laugh at us if we did that. But your account manager is there to be your day-to-day -day point of contact 
if you want to buy new hardware, if you've got any issues with the service, if you want to make a complaint, they're just basically your go-to person, but they're not there to fix actual IT problems. I think there's eight things there that I've covered. Those are the things that you're kind of going to want to ensure that you're getting in a managed IT support package. Again, what's actually included in the level of those services are going to be down to each individual IT company. And as for cost, I can only speak for us here at M3, but to give you an idea for everything that I've just described and told you about here, we charge £25 per computer per month. That's excluding VAT. Now, we charge that for all customers, regardless of where they are in the UK. We charge a flat price and we base that on a minimum of 10 computers. Yes, we do onboard customers with less than 10 computers, but they still buy in at that minimum package level. But the good news is, is it means that if you've got six computers and you're a growing business, it means your IT support costs are fixed until you get to computer 11. So you can grow and your costs aren't going to increase, but you do have to come in at that minimum level to start with. And it's quite surprising because we actually have had a number of smaller businesses come on board and go, yeah, I'm happy to pay that minimum. And the reason is because they've been working with their next door neighbor's son, been looking after the IT or that one man band guy who just turns up every now and again, does a bit of IT and eats all the biscuits. And they've experienced that level of IT. And what I hear is that, no, we want to work with a professional IT company now because we're growing. We don't want it to cause problems. We want to make sure that we're getting the right IT support and advice now so it doesn't cause us a problem in the future. And we're quite prepared to buy in and pay for a professional IT company, which is really interesting because I remember back in the early days of M3 when we were looking at some of the tools that we use to support customers. And we bought into some of those tools when we were probably too small to be buying these things. These were tools that big IT companies paid for, not little old us who'd only been around for a few years, right? But we understood that in order to deliver top quality service, we need top quality tools. We had to invest in getting the right tools and systems so that we could be the best at what we did. And you want to make sure that whatever IT company you choose to work with, that they are doing the same in their business, that they are using the best IT tools in the business, because that's ultimately going to help determine the level of service that you're going to get from them. Just to give people an idea of where we fit in and the pricing structure for the businesses that we deal with, typically when we are speaking to a potential customer, if they're looking at three or five IT companies and they're inviting them to come in and provide a proposal, we will typically straddle the kind of mid to high end of the pricing structure. And I'm talking for businesses in and around Perth, Glasgow, Edinburgh, and Scotland, kind of the central belt. That's where most of our new business comes from. And of course, we are being compared to other IT companies in this area. We're definitely not the cheapest, we're definitely not the most expensive, but we feel that our package kind of straddles that mid to high price point. If you're a business that already has an IT company or you're a business that's grown to the point where you're looking to bring in your first IT support company, then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with me where we can start discussing how we can help your business with this. If you head over to m3networks.co.uk forward slash meet Mark, you'll be able to see my calendar and book in a Teams call that suits you. Texas is an M3 Networks podcast. 
Find out more at m3networks.co.uk. Okay. Okay.